0: This is the Horse Radio Network.
1: This is Episode 2 of Equine Clicker 101 Podcast on the Horse Radio Network. Leading our way to impulse control. Equine Clicker 101 is a podcast that takes you to class to learn and practice clicker training for your horse. Please support our sponsors as they make this show possible. They are Jeffers Equine and Winnie's Cookies. back everybody. This is Shawna Karish. On this episode, we will continue working on manners both on the ground and around food. However, we're going to take it a bit further. We're going to add in movement. What we're going to do is focus on reinforcing relaxation and downward transitions. Therefore, what we'll be doing is putting a greater value on your horse's choice to quiet their body and their mind. And over time, this skill, their choice to settle can carry over to all sorts of real-world real world situations and become an invaluable tool that you'll use all over the place.
0: And now, a word from Jeffers Equine. Located in Dothan, Alabama, Jeffers was founded in 1975 by Dr. Keith Jeffers in order to provide local livestock owners with a reliable and more cost-efficient source for their supplies. Fast forward forty plus years and today Jeffers has become a trusted source for equine, pet, and livestock supplies all across the United States. But they've not lost sight of the personal service that got them started all those years ago. You can still visit the Jeffers store in Dothan or you can shop online at Jefferspet.com where you will find an astounding array of products for your equine habit, from quality tack, English and Western To the supplies and healthcare products that you have come to depend on, as well as new and innovative lines to help your horse be his or her best. Visit them today at JeffersPet.com.
1: Hi, welcome to class, everybody. All right. So last week we had, or the last episode, we had some little bit of homework to do. And since this is a basic foundation stuff we're working on, I wanted to just kind of remind everybody how important that part is. It is the basic bridge conditioning, conditioning that clicker to have value while we're working on that food manners. So the manners around food as while we're doing that classic conditioning or Pavlovian conditioning. And naturally there, every horse has a different personality. So we tend to have the two sides. Most horses fit into the side that is too much horse, where they are very excited about the food and the whole process. And we're really working on that relaxation. Keep your head away. But once in a while, you get the ones that are a little more reluctant around food. And then we're encouraging them a little bit. We're not as worried about them looking away. We actually want them to to kind of engage and show us they're interested in the food then we work on those, getting those manners back. But anyway, so hopefully that part really went well for you. Now, I want you, we're going to elaborate on that. We're going to take that 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 basic homework or that basic lesson, and we're going to kind of add some pieces to it as it slowly starts to build and get a little bit more complicated. But one of the things you may have noticed is as you practice that and, and did a little bit of repetition, because it really is repetition that gives it that value in the long run. That sometimes as they start to know what to do and what's happening, they could get a little bit more excited because now all of a sudden it's like you have you've told your horse we're going to Disneyland, you know, and they could get kind of. Like, oh my gosh, I love this part. This is a favorite part of my day. So that becomes a little bit more important that we go, yep, but it's relaxation and relaxation and relaxation. And if I go up to the, if I go up to the horse's stall or paddock and they're too excited, a lot of times I just wait until they settle down. And when they settle down a bit, they're like, ugh, I guess it's not happening. Then I continue on. So I don't inadvertently reinforce that kind of mounting excitement. But anyway, so we're going to take that, like I said, a step further. And today what we're going to do is we're going to add in some movement with this today. Now, it it, for a lot of horses, it's just going to be one step and rehearse again and one step and practice again and one step and practice again. And still we can build that up and have it be a little bit more energy. Now, this doesn't always feel like it goes together for people to understand how this works but this is the beginning of us teaching them impulse control so as the horses start to get excited and they want to do this and and oftentimes then their little energy just climbs right up but all we do is take one step and say settle back down and keep your head to yourself and then so they go oh Okay. And then so they have to bring themselves back down. They have to put their head back in the right place and bring it all back down. And then we take another step. They're like, we're going somewhere. And then we stop and say, and turn your head away. And they're like, oh, that's right. Settle back down. So you can kind of see they start to build up where they start to get a little bit excited, but then they bring themselves back down. And this is really, really important because we can control horses with equipment But it's not really, it can control them physically, but it's not necessarily controlling them emotionally, you know, so their head could be just as busy, excited, and wound up as ever. So what we want to do is teach the horses to actually bring themselves back down, to make those choices to settle back down, to settle back down. So what we're going to do is with this, there's... the timing is actually really important part of this because as we take that step and their energy goes up a little bit, but then we stop and look for them to settle and bring their head back down. What is happening? They're actually, they're having a downward transition. They're relaxing. They're settling. So they're making a choice to bring it back down, to bring it back down, to bring it back down. So keeping in mind That basically how horses work or anything works, they're going to repeat the behavior with the strongest reinforcement history. So they naturally feel excited and, yay, we want to do this. But then we say, but I'm going to give you reinforcement being food reinforcement when you settle back down. So they start learning to practice to bring it back down to settle back down. We're going to be starting with the teeny tiniest little steps forward for now. So it's not really going to be much momentum. But as we get going, we're going to start putting two steps in and then three steps in until we can, we can actually walk off and eventually. Not in this lesson today, but eventually we should be able to trot and then bring it right back down and they go up and they can bring all their energy and excitement and settle right back down and get emotionally back down to that to settle their minds and bodies and get back to that place so for today we're just going to start with one step maybe add in two steps until we can keep working on that impulse control one of the things that was really important for me when i first started working with horses i i worked immediately with um grand prix show jumpers so that was where i went i went to horses that were very, very fit, had lots of energy, and were we you wanted energy, but you wanted it to be relaxed energy. So, it was really important that we could take energy up, that we could teach free jumping or bigger things and get energy could go up, but the energy could come right back down, and that it could, we could feel like they could settle all the time. And one of my favorite, so that was very important skill, and one of my favorite, like my horse of choice is is actually thoroughbreds because I love energy. I love an energetic horse, but the difference is I want it to be controlled and measured energy. So I, I want to have energy at the drop of a hat, but I want to have settling and relaxation at the drop of a hat so that they learn some impulse control and they don't just go willy nilly all over the place, but they can learn, Oh, Oh, there's a place for this energy to go, but it's rather regulated and, and modulated. Or if things get a little bit escalated, I can say, you know what, it's feeling a little out of control. And I can say, let's stop, relax and keep our head to ourselves. And they know how to take energy up and then to bring that energy back down. So in this exercise that we start today, it's the beginning of creeping that energy up. Just a teeny tiny bit. Enough that they can still actually bring it back down. Because if I just went running off all willy-nilly bouncy and happy, it's probably going to be too much energy. They're not going to know how to bring that much energy back down at first. But over time, we get bigger and bigger and bigger, and they they learn and enjoy, and they choose to bring that energy back down because we've built a very strong reinforcement history with bringing that energy back down. So I hope that makes sense to everybody. But this skill to me is... It is invaluable. You know, you think about when a horse gets, when he spooks at something or gets startled by something, what happened? His adrenaline goes through the roof. But if we have built in this being able to go, hey, can we settle back down? They have a skill that we can use in situations like that, that they can use in situations like that, that they will choose to bring into the equation because they think the sooner I settle, the better things will be so that they will, this is something that we can practice in those situations and get them back on the right track regardless of what we're doing. So to me, it is a super, super valuable tool. Now I'm also going to add in most horses are more energetic and brighter, but you may have a horse that is on the quieter side. So instead of being all bright and full of themselves and too much horse, it may be the horse that's like, well, I don't really want to trot with you. I kind of am hesitant to walk with you. I'm hesitant to do those things. In that, if that's the case, you're gonna actually instead of clicking on the settling, which is what we're going to be doing, that moment as I try to catch the moment, they choose to relax, they choose to settle, because that decision is important. So if I can catch the relaxation or the relaxing, I can we can draw attention to it. Well, the other side of that coin is the horse. Horse who doesn't have enough energy. And in that situation, what you want to click on is when they actually are moving. So instead of it being the settling, it's when they're actually moving. So we can shape either side of this equation simply by where we click in the activity. One of the things I talk about over and over again is horses are either there's like a sweet spot, this band right in the middle that I feel like is the sweet spot. When I get a horse there, they are primed. They, they are ready to go. They love the training. They're there with me. They're suited up. They're ready to play. <clears throat> but, but the horses getting them there, you either have them where they're quitters, they're reluctant, they're hesitant, they're shut down. So those guys you're trying to bring up and build up and look for energy and more try and more focus. on the other hand, you have the horses that are full of energy and those guys you're trying to bring down, settle, quiet. So you're trying to bring both of those guys to this middle. So the one is up and you're bringing them down. The one is down and you're trying to bring them up until you have this place where you have a really good attitude and a really good, you know, enjoyment and, and liking the training where you feel like they're engaged and they're connected and they're wanting to be there. So if you have that kind of more reluctant horse you're going to work on the bringing up and the activity and trying to get more engagement. If you have the more up horse and a lot of horses, once they realize about this training, they can get rather emphatic and, and over aroused and excited those horses. So you have more of them that tend to be on that side. We're trying to bring them down to the more settled, the more quiet and balancing out that, that excitement and enthusiasm. So, we are going to get started with this tool in just a few minutes because I think it's really, really uh Important and it's a great step because it builds on the, the the ground manners and it builds on the clicker and it slowly goes into uh, making it just a little bit more def- difficult and and one of the things I want to also point out in this process when we teach the liberty leading now and that's what I'm talking about there's no halters there's no lead rope there's it's just you and the horse and so you take a step you stop. Turn their head away. Ask them to turn their head away, just like we did at the homework last week, where we did in their stall or their paddock. So we're just adding in the movement to it. But you stop and go. Okay, it's the same thing we already did. We're just adding it in, and sometimes a couple steps, maybe three steps, if they're kind of con- if they can settle and go right back to it. But one of the things this also does that I think is super valuable is it it really can help them to focus on you because now. There's nothing to tell them what to do. There's no halter. There's no lead rope. There's no target, which we'll learn about next week. It's just you and them. And so they start to learn, wait a second, all my clues about how to get this reinforcement come from the person. So what I find this does too, it really, really helps them focus because they realize they have to watch you. They have to slow down and watch what you're doing. And that part is really, really important. The other thing that can happen with this too is um, we are going to work on making some left-hand turns or some right-hand turns because what I find, this is one of the things that will, when we get too much momentum with this exercise, what you're going to find is more often than not what the horses do, they walk in front of you and end up cutting you off. Now, this if you watch people leading, I'm going to say, 97 out of 100 times people have a tendency to walk in a left-hand turn. So they do this because it's easier. The horse has a bigger stride. We have a shorter stride. So it makes things rather easy. But it also then predicts that everything is a left-hand turn. So the horses, when in doubt, they just turn left. They turn left. They turn left. They just go with their big stride as opposed to learning to slow down and match our stride and pay more attention to what we're walking like. So what we're going to do is we're actually going to try to make some right hand turns. And this is another thing that I think really helps them to slow down and realize I got to pay attention to what pace you're going, to where you're going, what direction you're going. And it really, again, helps that focus, but it also helps them to match our stride. So as we do get more momentum on there, which in this early exercise today, you're not really going to be able to get more momentum uh, or because it'll just, it quickly gets out of control. So we're just going to take a step and a step, maybe two steps, but as your homework, and we'll elaborate this this a little bit more, but we're going to be able to Walk a little bit further and walk a little bit more, but we're going to be trying to make those left hand turn, the, excuse me, make the right hand turns so that we can help them to uh, kind of slow down and pay attention to us where we can walk slower, we can walk a little bit faster, and they start to match and gauge our speed. So that's going to be the continue. Uh, the continuing homework part but I got a little ahead of myself there but I think it's good to think of as we go into the beginning this early stages of this exercise that we're going to practice in just a minute Alrighty, guys meanwhile here's
0: a word from one of our sponsors is Winnie's Cookies Winnie's Cookies are a great tasting treat that's actually good for your horse Winnie's Cookies starts with 100 percent certified organic non-GMO whole food ingredients you know the good stuff like barley, millet, flax seed, and alfalfa seed. Then they're baked fresh and sent right to your door because they don't contain any preservatives, so they're not available from stores. You can feel good about feeding Winnie's Cookies as a reward for a job well done, as a tasty yet nutritious way to make medication more palatable, or just because your horse is special. Go to winniescookies.com to place your orders. That's W-I-N-N-I-E-SCookies.com. For your order. Freshly baked, 100% organic, non-GMO Winnie's cookies. Pure, simple, and as natural as the horse you're feeding them to.
1: Alrighty, now it's time for our lab portion. So what you want to do is be sure that you get your clicker, you get your side bucket or your food holder, And you have some food and some treats and and put some Winnie's cookies in there and some special treats in there, as well as, like I said before, you can use whatever food works with your horse's diet. But I do recommend that you put some special things in there as well. So I want you to go to your horse, uh, wherever that is, whether he is it'd be great to take them to a place where you can work him, where you can move a bit. So if you're not in a paddock, you might take them to a paddock or take them to an arena or take them to a round pen. And we're going to begin our exercise. So get to that place. Go ahead, turn off your podcast for a few minutes, get to your horse, get in a safe place, and turn it back on and we'll get started. Alrighty, it's lab time and here we go. So, I'm going to go in to the the stall with my horse. Uh, Not in the stall, I'm going to the arena with my horse. And the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to remind him of the exercise that we have practiced in the past week about turning his head away. So, I'm going to step in and get right next to him. I'm going to get by his shoulder and I'm going to stand quietly and look for him to do his now conditioned response. Perfect, so he turns his head away, so I click and reinforce him. To let him know, yep, we're in a new place, but it's the same exercise. And now I'm reaching over, I'm gonna feed him over where I want his head to be, which is kind of over and under his chin. And we're going to do that. I'm going to do it again. Perfect. Click and reinforced. Okay. So now I've clicked him a few times and I've given him a chance to know what it is I'm looking for. And so he knows, oh, I know this game. I know what we're doing. But now what I'm going to do is I'm going to take a big step forward. So here we go. So I take a step forward. Okay, he went my guy went a little bit ahead of me, but but he he kind of settled back down. He realized he went too far and he came back with me. So I look for him to stop and turn his head away. So I think I think my guy got the idea that we're kind of walking somewhere. So he gave me a little bit too much. So what I did is I slowed it down and said, Nope, nope. You remember you're turning your head away. So I'm gonna remind him I'm gonna do this again. Click and reinforcing him for turning his head away so what i want him to do i want him to be thinking oh it's just turning the head away so i want him to be anticipating almost this just stop turn my head away so i'm going to take another step and see if this one goes a little bit better okay good that one was a little better he didn't quite Go so far I'm going to tell you though I took a little bit of a shorter step Because I think my big step Kind of didn't set him up for success It it gave me a little too much momentum So I took a little bit stubbier step As it were So that he could kind of stay with me a little bit And and that helped So I'm going to take another step I'm going to take a little tiny step again So I took a little step Okay good and now he, he went smaller and he kind of hesitated. And so and now he's turning his head away. So I click and reinforce where I'm turning his head away. And we're going to repeat this. And take a step. And click. Turn the head away. Good. Now, my guy going really good about not going too far. But if your horse goes too far, I want you to take smaller steps. Okay, so we're going to try it again. And take a step forward. Okay, good. And I click. And I feed. And he's chewing. I'm going to give him a couple handfuls. Good. Okay. So now, what I'm going to try, because my... My guy is going, he's not, he's kind of ramped it down a little bit. In the beginning, he ramped it up a little bit and I had to slow it down and do little steps. Maybe I'll do another couple just to really make it solid. So I'm going to take another step, a small step. Okay, good. Yeah, there we go. I clicked and fed him again. And what I actually clicked for that time was before he turned his head away, It was actually because he took a step and then he stopped. Like he started to take a bigger step and he caught himself like halfway. And that's what I really like because that showed me that he's slowing down and paying attention to what I was doing. So that was really, really good decision on his part. So I'm going to try that again. I'm going to do another little step. There we go. Okay, click. And I reinforce him again. Now, what I'm going to do this time, I'm going to try a big step again because I kind of had to bring my step down, but he's got the idea a little bit. So I'm going to take another big step. Okay, so I clicked and fed that because that was really nice. So I'm going to try a big step again and see if he can't, Slow down with me there. Okay, and a big step. Okay, perfect. That was really good. So he really kind of got that. He he's thinking less about walking now, and he's thinking more about turning his head away, which is exactly what I want him to do. So I want him to not think that this is a moving thing, even though it'll turn into a moving thing at this point, and want to be less about moving. I'm more about kind of matching and staying with me. So that's perfect. So I'm going to do that a couple more times. And I encourage you to do the same if it's going well. Remember, if you need to take smaller steps, you take those smaller steps. Do whatever you can to help set your horse set to, to succeed. You want to set them up for success. So if he, if you take a big step and he's not ready for it, just go back to those little half step, those little baby steps. Okay, so I'm going to take another step forward. Okay, there what he did, he kind of hit my shoulder with his shoulder. So he kind of ran into me a little bit. So that is something I don't want. To me, you know, you can pick and choose whatever you like. But to me, I want a little room between us, you know, so I want him to not hit me. So what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna wait for a second. So let me see, I'm gonna take another step. Okay, good. So what I did, I'm not gonna click until he rocks out. Click, perfect. So what I did, I didn't click him as soon as he turned his head away. I waited for a beat. Because what he did then, when he didn't get clicked right away, he actually rocked his weight on that outside foot as he turned his head away because he's getting his he's supporting his big old head, but what that did is it took the shoulder away from me. So now what I'm going to start doing is clicking, I'm going to wait for a second on that click until his shoulders and weight go to his outside foot. So that'll take his shoulders away from me a little bit. That should be the that should be how it goes. So I'm going to try that again. Okay, so he takes a step, and I wait, and good, there we go. He rocked back over and got that weight out there. So every time I get a chance to click and reinforce that, I'm letting him know I'm just increasing the likelihood of seeing that behavior repeated. So that is really good. So we're going to try again. we took a step. Okay. Okay. This time he didn't really. He stayed too close to me. So I'm just going to take another step forward. Okay. So take a step forward. And that time. There we go. It took him a minute. But he rocked away ever so slightly. I mean it was like centimeters. You know it wasn't like it was a big drastic thing. But I'm just going to keep kind of focusing on the part where he turns his gets his shoulders away from me a little bit until he can get the idea that that's what I like. Okay, so let's try it again. Okay, excellent. I loved where that went and we had some problem solving in there. So I'm going to end right there. I think it's a great one. He did a great job. I want to draw attention to that one. So what I'm going to do is give him that jackpot feed, that magnitude reinforcement, that high value treat. And so I'm giving him a couple handfuls. And then I'm also going to give him a couple Winnie's cookies because that was really the high value reinforcement. I want him to remember that one. And so I want to make a big impression there. So I'm going to do that. I'm going to step out of the arena. And give him a minute to finish his reinforcement and then what we'll do is when you're done we will you can stop your podcast then get your horse to a good place so go ahead and take him home when he's done with his reinforcement and I'll take my guy home and we'll meet back here in a minute and we'll talk about some homework Okay, and for the homework portion, and I want you to think of your homework as one of the funnest things ever. (laughs) Remember, when I was little, I didn't like homework much, but it's really important that the training, first and foremost, is fun for you and fun for your horse. So be kind with yourself. You may not get it all perfectly right, but you should be having fun as you go along. Have faith in the training. We'll get to the places we need to go, but fun is first and foremost. Okay, so my guy did really pretty good. Um, he, you know, I had to go slower for him and and you may have had it go slower. You may have, sometimes they're all over the place and you have to go even smaller steps, but that's okay. You know that you have the baseline to get back to and that is to go one step turn their head away, turn their head away, turn their head away. They know that exercise. That is something that you've already worked on with them. So since they know that exercise, when in doubt, you can go, okay, let's remind you of the turning the head away. And remember with the turning the head away, look for the moments of stillness, of quietness, where they settle a little bit. Usually with clarity, they get a little bit more resigned to, oh yeah, I just stand here with my head to myself. But if it's becoming too much of an activity, First look for it to be still. And then look for it to be relaxed. So it is. we actually shape towards that relaxation in there. So if it goes a little wonky and too excitable, then you just slow it down and say, remember what we do? We stop, we turn our head away. We relax, we soft, we turn our head away. We relax, we're soft, we turn our head away. So if you need to, you go back to that basic exercise and build on that for a little bit and then take a little step and a small step or two steps and three steps When you feel like it's going good at the step before, then you can add in the next step. And sometimes you do it, then you're like, whoa, that was way too much. That's okay. Just take those steps back and remind your horse and getting to think about keeping his head to himself. So slow things down. I think it's a really important point to make now is to remind you because this in my head is so abundantly clear that a short session, when I say short and sweet, I mean, short, like three to five minutes and you know, maybe seven, maybe 10 if they're doing really well, but really short sessions, pretty much I do like five minute sessions. And when I say sweet, I mean, I'm giving them a boatload of food. I'm not chintzy or stingy with it. Otherwise the, the, the the challenge that it is to figure this out can outweigh the fun that it is to do it and we want it to be fun we want it to be reinforcing what we're really trying to do is trying to teach them to be good problem solvers to enjoy playing the game when we get them to that place They will be as engaged in the training as you are. And then things fly. But in the very beginning, we need to slow down and build this foundation and really make sure that they enjoy the training. So a basic thing to me, I always think about if they love the training, if they're really engaged in the training, then it's easy to raise the criteria later to get more because now you start having them be problem solvers. And when we say, well, that's not," I'm not going to reinforce that one, pretty soon they're going, hmm, what do I need to do to get reinforced? So make it very reinforcing. Don't don't be chintzy, and then remember to make it a very short amount of time. And before you know it, things will get longer, and you can do um, you can do more than one session in a day. You could do three sessions in a day. Just give them a little space in between. One of the things I think is really important to keep in mind. Actually, when when we're in that problem solving, when we're using our minds to problem solve and and suss out answers and solutions, it takes a twenty percent of our energy, is what I read, goes to our brain when we're in that place. Well, that's not different for our horses. It's actually very tiring, and and very hard to be learning and thinking and doing these new things. So recognize that and respect it. Also. Like us, actually, we can only take in a limited amount of new information. It is the same with our horses. They only can take in like five to ten minutes of new information. So to go beyond that is just drilling it. So we don't want to do that. We want to keep it short and sweet. Here's your new little lesson, and we can come and build on it later. And then what we have is latent learning where it takes um 12 to 24 hours for a new thought to form a permanent pathway. So putting a little bit of time in between gives them a chance to to sort that out and to get the uh, and to, and to process and to learn that and make that a little bit more solid in their heads. So what I want you to do is a reminder, go back and do the exercise we did today. When it's really good, add in an extra step. And when and only add in only progress forward when the step before is really solid. But sometimes we take that next step and it's still too soon or too quick or it wasn't solid enough. So don't hesitate to go back and rebuild that step before. And then when that goes good, you can add in another one and another one until you actually can walk and stop and walk, maybe you walk faster and then slower and then faster and then slower, and they're adjusting to your steps. A lot of times before I go too fast, I go, like a wedding march. You know, I go, here's a step and a step and a step, and I reinforce them for matching that pace. And you can work on that turning the head away, turning the shoulder away, whichever piece it is you feel like needs to be stronger with your horse. That can be your criteria for that part. But remember, it's one criteria at a time. When that part gets worked out, then you add in the next. Anyway, so I think that's a good deal of homework for you, and, and it's this is a really fun and great opportunity right now that you're starting to really change your relationship with your horse and adding in this focus and this, this really kind of what should be a fun process for both of you. And next week, what we're going to do, we're going to learn about the target and how to teach the target, why we teach the target, the value of the target. But in the meantime, I want you to work on kind of that first lesson. We're building on that first lesson and adding the leading in with, with your horse. So there you go. You can find uh, notes and links from today's show at TerraNovaTrainingCenter.com or on-target-training.com. You can follow me on Facebook at Shauna Karish or Shauna Karan Karish, actually, my, my maiden name's in there. Um, or you can see me on Twitter or Instagram, both at Shauna Karish. And that's Shauna, S-H-A-W-N-A-K-A-R-R-A-S-C-H, just in case you didn't know that. <laughs> and help your less tech-savvy horse friends listen to this or any podcast by helping them download the Horse Radio Network app for their iPhone or, ad- or Android. Just go to the App Store. It's free and, of course, it's easy to use. You can listen via iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite podcatcher. Did you know that's a new word, podcatcher? Well, there it is. (laughs) Anyway, see you in a few weeks. Keep up the good work and, and enjoy your time with your horse. Okay, bye.